Welcome back. It's the Systems Made Simple podcast. This is episode 107. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever wished that you had an easier way to diagnose what's working in your business and what isn't so that you know what not to waste your time on? I don't know about you, But in my business, sometimes I wish I had that crystal ball to know what is working for us and what isn't working. And I feel like sometimes identifying and diagnosing what isn't working to the degree that it should be working can be so tricky as business owners. Now, my guest today is here to help you cut through the noise so that you can get clarity on the specific tasks that are worth your time so you can scale your business sustainably, spend the majority of your time in your zone of genius, and not worry that you're leaving something on the table. That's all coming up next, so stay tuned. Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're known for one thing, helping overworked entrepreneurs like you learn how to run your business like a true visionary leader. Because when you get the right systems, support, and structure in place, you can spend more time in your zone of genius. So if you're tired of listening to today's business influencers teach the same old worn out marketing strategies that aren't making you any money, it's time to take a look under the hood of your business and fix the engine itself. Because the truth is, you don't have to work as hard as you are right now to scale beyond six figures and create the greater influence, income, and impact that you deserve. The secret to scaling starts on the back end of your business. This is the Systems Made Simple Podcast. Now, you know, I've shared this story here on the show many, many episodes ago. And when I first started out in the business world, it was not as a business owner. In fact, it was many years before I went on on my own and started my own business. Prior to that, I managed other people's businesses, other entrepreneurs who needed help on the back end of their business getting systems and structure and organization and processes in place. And The common thread for these business owners that I worked with through the years was that each of them were successful to some degree, but they couldn't get past a certain point. They would hit a certain point in business, and they just could not scale beyond that. No matter what they tried to do, they couldn't scale beyond that. And I noticed this pattern beginning to emerge. And the pattern was that they were focused on too many tasks. They lacked clarity on what was really important versus simply reacting to just whatever felt urgent. The shiny objects, the new opportunities, the emails they would get from clients and sit down at their inbox and respond to first thing that would lead them down a rabbit trail and they wouldn't get anything done that they needed to get done that day. They would overthink things. They would analyze to the point where it was like, wait a second, what are we even trying to decide here? What was the decision we needed to make? Every little point was analyzed to the nth degree. So decisions were difficult to make. Progress was slow. Procrastination was prevalent. And these business owners struggled to take any kind of real action. Action that would actually move the needle in their business because they didn't know what action to take. They didn't know what actions would directly move the needle. And when I 
launched my own business, gosh, five years ago now, I found myself in that same boat. As the owner of the business, as the leader, and suddenly I knew what it was like to not have all the answers, to not know what the best path was forward, to not know which decision to make in a given situation, to not know if this marketing strategy or that marketing tactic would help me get more leads, or if that's what I needed to be spending my time on at all, if I should be spending my time focused on sales or focused on client deliverability, knowing where to plug the holes in my business and where to trim the fat has been one of the hardest lessons I've ever had to learn as a business owner. And I'm still learning it to this day. Let's be clear here. I do not have this 100% figured out. Which is why I'm always so grateful when guests like Krista, who is here today, Krista Grasso, reach out to me and ask to share their expertise here on the show. And I'm excited to introduce you to her because Krista is the go-to strategic planning expert for online entrepreneurs who want to scale but who don't know where to start. She has created a tool called the Lean Out Method. And what this method is designed to help you do is to trim the fat, to cut through the noise that you're currently dealing with in your business so you can get clarity on those core things that you need to focus on over the next 90 days that will make the biggest impact. You might have heard it said before, in fact, you might have heard me say this before, that the key to success is not doing more. It's not hustling harder. It's not working longer hours. It's not growing your team quickly and trying to do all the things. The key to success is doing less, but better. And I can think of no one better than Krista to share why that is and how to do it. Krista, welcome to the Systems Made Simple podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Happy to have you here and excited for what you have to share because I think that, you know, we talk about systems here on the show. We talk about streamlining your business. We talk about simplifying things. And I think for those listening, I'm going to generalize here, but I would venture to say chances are you listening want to have a simplified, streamlined business. But When you're so busy in the day-to-day of the running of your business, it can be really difficult to see the forest through the trees and to figure out how am I going to get to that place where I am running the business and it's not running me. What do those steps look like to get me to that end goal? And it can be really murky and muddy and sometimes we just don't know what the steps are to take. So we keep doing the thing we've always done, which is working in the business and never feeling like we can really pick our head up and take a breath and feel like, okay, I've got this. I'm in control now. The business isn't running me anymore. I'm in charge. So Krista, I want to hear first of all about your philosophy for simplifying business. And something that you talk about a lot is this idea of running lean. So let's start there. What does that mean? 
Yeah, absolutely. So lean is something that's really popular in the manufacturing space. And over the years, it became popular in software development as well. But it's something I don't hear coaches and consultants and online entrepreneurs talk about a lot. And I think it's something that's so important because when you do want to have that simple and streamlined um, business that isn't causing you to overwork and be in a state of overwhelm all the time, I feel like lean is the answer. And what that really means is you want to make sure that you're laser focused on the things that actually are providing the most value to your clients, the most profit to your business, and that are in alignment and personally fulfilling for you. And you want to eliminate everything else because all of that other stuff is just noise and complexity and the stuff that causes the overwork and overwhelm and isn't actually making a difference in your business. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like so many of us can probably relate to this where we've got all of that noise and it's all of that stuff that we feel is urgent and we feel is important, but it's not necessarily serving the greater purpose of the business or serving you and meeting your goals. So when we talk about leaning out, then tell us about what that process looks like. What do we need to look at first? Absolutely. So I think there's really four pillars, four stages, if you will. And the first one is what I call context. And I think no matter what you're doing, whether it's in your business, in your life, I think you always want to know where you're going and why it's important to you. And so I think when you want to have a lean business and you want to lean things out, the first step is to get really clear on what the future looks like. What is that big, bold vision that you have for your business as far into the future as you can see today? Because I think when you know that vision, it helps you to understand, am I working on the right things? Am I working on things that are directionally correct and ultimately going to take me to where I want to go? And however, you know, far off into the future your vision is, it's not like you have the entire path perfectly mapped out because that's the nature of entrepreneurship and the journey that we're on. We figure a lot of this out as we go along, but it does give you those bumpers of, yes, this makes sense and this is directionally where I want to go, or no, this doesn't make sense and this isn't something that's right for me that I need to be investing any time, money, or energy into. So I think first you want to start with that longer term vision, and then you want to get clear on your near term goals. So if you know where you're going long term, that's, is this the right thing for my business and for me to be focused on? And I think when you set those nearer term goals, that helps you understand, am I working on the right things right now? Um, the things that I'm investing my time, money, and energy in, are they the things that are most important right now when you look at what are those goals that you have for this quarter or for this year? Yeah. And you know, oh, I want to go back to something you said a moment ago about how sometimes we don't know exactly all the steps and exactly how it's going to play out and that we figure that out as we go. And I think this is really, really powerful just to hold on to, you know, for you listening right now, when you walk away from this show today, this episode, to write this on a sticky note somewhere and put it by your desk where you're going to see it is that, you know, if you have clarity on the vision, that will always reveal the plan. And it's been true in my business. And I feel like the moments that I've been most murky and muddy and confused and overwhelmed and frustrated is when I've lost sight of my vision. And so to have clarity on that first and then reverse engineer that process, that is gold right there. So take us through pillar number two then. 
Absolutely. So the first pillar is context, and that's really all about that vision. It's also about your goals. And then clarity is the second pillar. And that's really diving into what are those right things right now at a deeper level. So you've got your vision, you've got your goals. What is it that you actually need to be doing in the next 90 days? What is that clarity of what's important and what's not important? And that's where I recommend people build out what I call a lean strategic plan. So I think strategic planning really important, but a lot of people avoid it because when they think of strategic planning, they think of something that's very restrictive. They think of something that's a ton of work. And I think it doesn't need to be that way. I think when you look at your plan for the next 90 days, you just want to take that goal that you have and break it down into, I consider two pieces. There's projects and marketing campaigns. And you can call these a lot of different things. But to me, the projects are the things that you or you and your team are doing by behind the scenes. And the marketing campaigns are more of your customer facing things that you're putting out there. And typically any goal that you have, you have both of those components. There's the stuff that you need to do behind the scenes. Maybe you're launching something and you've got to build your sales page and you've got to set your offer up so that somebody can actually invest in it. And then there's the marketing side of it where you're creating your actual emails and your social media posts and maybe even delivering on a workshop or a masterclass or something. And so as you set your context, you've got your vision and goals and you move into clarity, you're just starting to break that down as to what are the things that are going to make this goal a reality so I know that I can actually achieve it in the next 90 days. And I think the most important piece of that, which takes us also into the third pillar, which is commitment, is how much do I want to work in this next 90 days? What does that look like for my business? And can I achieve this goal with the plan that I have within the capacity that I have, not with working 24 by seven? Yes. Yeah, absolutely about that capacity part. I think this is something too, I know I I can at least speak personally, that I have a tendency to overestimate. And I get excited about things and it's like, okay, I've got this vision and now we're breaking it out. And now I'm like, I just want to achieve it and go, go, go. And then, ooh, I realize halfway through the quarter that, oh, I overestimated my capacity. Now I'm starting to feel a little bit overwhelmed and burnt out. How do I need to reposition and readjust? So is there any recommendation that you would give as to how we could prevent that? You know, when we're when we're in that commitment stage and we're taking a look at our capacity, what are some of the things we need to take into consideration? Absolutely. So I believe in doing more of a capacity-based planning. And that to me is part of that lean strategic planning process. And what I recommend, and a lot of times people will say, there's no way, but if you can find a way to do this in your business, it really will serve you very well. And that is create a minimum of 30% of unplanned time in the upcoming 90 days. So if you work 40 hours a week, you're only actually committing to 28 hours a week of actual activities. And the reason for this is it's not that you have all of this bonus time left over at the end of the week. It would be great if you did, but we tend to underestimate the amount of time that things take. And so it gives you a little bit of buffer if your estimates were off. Also, life happens, business happens. No matter how amazing you are at planning, things are always going to come up that aren't in your plan. And so it gives you some of that capacity and some of that space to account for it when that happens. So what I usually do is say, look at your plan and break it down. 
assuming that you're working only 28 hours a week if you have that 40 hours. And if by some small miracle you estimated perfectly and you didn't have anything unexpected happen, you have plenty of other things in your backlog that you can pull forward and get started working on. But that protects you so that you don't go into a week or into a 90-day period thinking, I've got this this is going to be great. And all of a sudden you're working until midnight every night because all of those unexpected things happened, or you just simply didn't estimate how long things were going to take in the the right way. Yeah. I like that a lot. That is really, I haven't thought about doing that. And I'm like, you know what? That's very smart because again, we do tend to overestimate how long or underestimate how long things will take. And we tend to overestimate our expertise. And I also tend to overestimate my ability to get things done under the wire. So I have a tendency to procrastinate. And so mm-hmm. my the thought as you were sharing that where my mind went was like, okay, great. Now I'm going to have this extra 30% you know, of unplanned time. And I know exactly my own pattern. And maybe someone listening can relate to this. But my own pattern will be, well, I have this unplanned time. So now I'm just going to wait till the last minute to try to like kick things into gear and get those things done that I need to do. So any tips there on, you know, for those of us that tend to procrastinate, um, my hand goes up here, uh, what we can do to, to avoid that. Yeah, absolutely. And so I would say front load your week. And so one of the really effective work styles and ways of working that I absolutely love is working in focus blocks and batching a lot of the work that you do. And so if you look at your week and how you can structure your week and give yourself those big focus blocks, something that's really nice is the focus block might actually show as somewhat open time on your calendar, but you have a particular focus for it. So maybe you have a four-hour focus block or even a one-hour focus block around content management. And so maybe you're producing some of your content, whether that's a podcast episode or a blog post or social media, and you don't necessarily have anything prepared going into it, but you just know you're going to spend that hour creating your content for the week or maybe for the following week if you work ahead. And you just simply work until the hour's up or until you've actually achieved that outcome. And if you finish in under an hour, that's fantastic because you actually got it done. Go take 10 minutes and, you know, go have a cup of coffee or read a little bit of your your favorite book or something. More often than not, you work until the end of the hour and say, you know what, I'm going to go another 30 minutes because if I do, I actually can get ahead and do two weeks worth of content. And so I think that gives you really good momentum when you work in those blocks. But also I love the idea of it's a lean concept called limit whip. So limit your work in progress. And so if you start your week with your most important activities and you work on it until it's finished and then pick up something else and work on it until it's finished, you typically either don't actually procrastinate because you did your most important thing first. Or if you do have any space left over, you've got that space left over at the end of the week. And that's where you can make that judgment call of, do I want to take Friday off this week? Because boy, I haven't seen a Friday off in like two years. Or do I want to get started on something for next week to really set me up for success? I like that concept. I hadn't heard of that before either. And I think that is something that when put into practice can really help you gain momentum in the start of your week. And I can, you know, this week was a week where I did block off the beginning of my week for focus time and I had specific tasks that I had set to do during that time. And this week was 10 times more productive than the last four weeks combined. But I did that and I did it intentionally. Now, I don't do that every week. That's the part that I have to get better at doing. But I can see even just from having done that and maybe for you listening, you have done that time, you know, 
maybe you have a launch coming up. And so you've had to have that planned and focused time and you got to get this done and this done and this done. And then you can feel that momentum start to build. So just imagine if every week could be like that. I mean, that's what I'm hearing you say, Krista, is that if we plan our weeks mm-hmm. this way, with the 30% unplanned time, we're front loading our weeks, we've got those focus blocks and we're limiting our work in progress, meaning we're not picking up a project and putting it down and picking up another one and having like four projects going at the same time, we're seeing them through to completion. We're actually saving time along the way. And it's it's creating that space for us not only to feel more focused, to feel more in flow, but maybe by the end of the week, like you said, come Friday, we could take the day off. That and the other thing too is I think so often we end up just so busy in our business and we work so hard on things, but the reality is you don't actually get value from something from working on it. You get value from something from finishing it. And the worst feeling on earth is to have it be that time you're done for the week on Friday and feel like I worked so hard, I'm so exhausted, and I finished nothing this week. It's like the most demoralizing feeling ever, right? And so imagine how it would feel instead if you actually finish something on Monday day, finish something on Tuesday, maybe finish something again on Thursday, and then gave yourself the option on Friday, do I want to take on and finish something else or give myself a day? And I think that's the beauty of actually limiting your whip and trying to get things done. Another lean concept that couples with that is stop starting, start finishing. So finishing the things that you're doing, most important things first. And it just, I feel like it shifts your entire week and it makes you end of the week feeling really accomplished and really proud of what you did instead of really drained and really frustrated that you worked really hard, but don't feel like you have anything to show for it. Yes. And what I like about everything you're describing is how simple it is. It's very simple. These are not difficult things. It's just a matter of taking a look at our workload, taking a look at our week, taking a look at what we are currently doing and moving things around, making a few simple shifts to prioritize things better, to optimize things better, optimize our time specifically. So did we cover the fourth pillar? I think we still have one pillar left, right? We do. And so the fourth pillar is a lean word. It's a lean concept called Kaizen. And it's all about making small, continuous improvements in changes for the better. And so to me, this is where a lot of growth comes in. This is where optimization comes in, is a lot of times in our business, we ignore, ignore, ignore until something gets so bad that we kind of throw it out and start over again. And Kaizen is just constantly be looking at the things that you're doing in your business, actually measure Look at what's working. Look at what's not working. Make those small improvements and continue to experiment to try to get better results. And if you just figure out the thing that seems like it's working best in your business and continue to optimize it and continue to make those small continuous improvements, you're frequently going to get much better overall results and faster results in your business than if you're constantly reinventing and doing something new or you're constantly spending all of your time focused on the things that aren't working that you honestly probably should eliminate and cut anyway. Yeah. And chances are we've all had that experience where we just feel like, all right, I want to burn the bridges. I want to burn the boats and burn anything related to this business and just be done and throw in the towel. And I, you know, I had a moment like that this summer where I was like, I'm just done. I'm over it. You know, and I had to just really get quiet and reconnect with my why and reconnect with what was important to me and take a look at what wasn't working that was causing me to feel that way. And so I like that idea too, because when you stay continually connected 
to what is working, what isn't working, then it's not a matter of having to have this huge business overhaul, you know, once every six months or once a year to fix all the problems and plug all the holes, but it's just little tweaks and little things that can be continually tweaked along the way versus this big catastrophic problem that needs to be fixed or thrown out altogether. So you have a planner as well, right? The 90-Day Lean Out Planner. I'd love to hear more about that and what specifically that planner looks like. Take us through that process. Yeah, absolutely. So everything that I just walked you through is what we do in the planner. And the reality is I wanted to be able to help more business owners. And I think every single business owner, every single one should lean out their business because who doesn't want to get more time back in their business, increase their profitability and do more of the things that they want to do. And so I thought about how can I reach more people in a really impactful way? And since I help people with planning a lot, a planner seems like a really great way to do that. <laughs> so I created the Lean Out Planner, which as you said, is a 90-day planner and it takes you through those four stages. So you start with setting your context. You define the vision that you have long-term for your business. You define your vision for the next year. You break that down into your goals. You look at your different habits and your different lifestyle goals that are ultimately going to support you. You look at some of your mindset blocks and the things that might get in your way where you might hold yourself back or slow yourself down. Um, And then you take that and you break it down into your plans. So you're going to create a roadmap for the six months. Then you're going to break that down into a specific plan for the next 90 days with goals and revenue targets. And then you break that down into a monthly content calendar each month. And then you have your weekly and your daily plans, as well as reflection points all throughout for that Kaizen in your business to constantly look at where those continuous improvement activities are. And I've got some of my like great tips in there. Um, One is Chuck, which is looking at and evaluating everything in your business to see what you should cut hold, change, or keep. So again, trying to keep you laser focused on what matters most and eliminate all of the waste and the things that aren't really helping you achieve your vision and goals. And so that's a lot of what I go through in the planner. It's the self-paced version of what I do with a lot of my coaching clients. And there's training videos that go along with it as well. Awesome. Because I think that's the question that, you know, at least it's the one that pops up into my mind. So I can assume for someone listening, it's probably in their mind too. Like, wow, this method sounds great. I like these four steps. I want to be able to do this. I want to simplify, but now how? And so the fact that you've developed this planner is just, it is a beautiful fit into what you do and what you teach and how you help and serve your clients because it is the how-to, it is the implementation. And I think that's the thing that we tend to struggle with is we have these great ideas. For many of us as entrepreneurs, we're great visionaries. Oh yeah, we we can see the vision. We know what we want to do and we have all these ideas and all these amazing things that we want to bring to life. But the implementation is where we tend to get bogged down and just to get hung up over all the little bitty decisions that have to happen along the way and really can create that analysis paralysis. So your planner sounds fantastic because It's the step-by-step. It's the how-to of how to implement this and to streamline your business. And sometimes your business doesn't need a whole overhaul. It might just need a few little tweaks. It might just need that moment of reflection for you to actually stop and sit there and say, okay, this is what we've been doing. This is what we feel is going well. This is what we feel isn't going so well. This is the thing that's draining me. These are the things that I actually enjoy. And to begin to mold your business to fit your desires and to fit your life versus the other way around. 
So that's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that, Krista. And also, you know, I have a question that I ask every guest who comes on this show, and it's really fascinating because the answers are never the same. And I guess by now, after 100 episodes, I should know that the answers are not going to be the same. And actually, it's fun because I feel like, all right, what what's our guest today going to say in answer to this question? So given everything that you've just shared, I'm curious to hear, what would you say it means to live an effortless life? Oh, I love this question. So for me, honestly, I think an effortless life is all about alignment. I'm spending my time doing things that I love and I'm surrounding myself with people that I love to be with. And I think in my business, it's alignment with that big vision that I have. In my personal life, it's alignment with the personal vision and bucket list and the things that I really want to do. But I think at the end of the day, it's, you know, when you're doing something that you love and when you're with people that you love, time flies by. You could do it all day long, every day. You love it. And when you're pushing against and doing things that are out of alignment, that's when things feel draining and that's when things feel unfulfilling. And so I think effortless, when I think about that word, to me, it's all about if I could spend my time in 100% alignment, I feel like everything would feel effortless and just completely fulfilling. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, it's interesting because I've had people challenge me on that. They're like, well, it takes hard work to grow a business and you have to work hard to grow successful. And I'm like, yeah, of course, we're conditioned to believe that. But wouldn't you also agree that when you have those moments of what you said alignment, I call it flow a lot of times where you feel that we call it, you know, a flow state. And I think that's even a term they use in psychology where you just, it just feels good. And it doesn't feel like work because you're doing what you love, what you're good at with the people that you love. You're surrounding yourself with those people. And it's just a different way of working. And so you said it so beautifully. So thank you for sharing. Krista, where can people go to connect with you online? Yeah, you can find me at leanoutmethod.com. And once you're there, you can find the planner, you can find my podcast, which is Lean Out Your Business podcast, and you can find all of the things. Um, So leanoutmethod.com. Amazing. Krista, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So as you walk away from this episode today, first things first, I want to make sure you go and grab a copy of Krista's planner, the 90-day lean out planner, which we've linked to in the show notes. Give it a try. If you're like me, you're very specific when it comes to planners. You like your certain things a certain way, but this is not a calendar planner. This is not like, you know, your Google calendar or your desktop planner. This is a planner to help you identify where you need to cut back so that you can free up time to focus on the things that really will move the needle for you. So you have absolutely nothing to lose except for maybe some busy work and some wasted time and energy and effort spent on things that are not serving you in your business right now. So you can find the link to that in the show notes. Now, you might have heard on the show recently that we just relaunched our podcasting program, the Effortless Podcasting Formula. It's been so much fun to lean into the podcasting side of things. This is a side of my business that I have always enjoyed teaching. And it's funny because people don't realize like all the different aspects here that we have at The Effortless Life and how we can help you in your business. And helping you with your marketing is one of them. And in my opinion, a podcast is the fastest way to generate a steady stream of leads and sales to your business on autopilot and to position yourself as an expert in your industry. And here's the thing. Anyone can start a podcast. But to succeed with podcasting, that requires strategy. And that's why I created the Effortless Podcasting Formula, because unlike other programs out there, 
This formula is not just going to teach you how to get a show up and running, what equipment to use, how to structure your episodes, how to hit publish on your first episode. So many podcast programs out there only cover the basics, but to succeed in the world of podcasting, you need a bigger strategy than the basics. And so the effortless podcasting formula exists not only to give you that proven strategy to get a show up and running quickly, but the step-by-step framework to launch that show effectively and to streamline your marketing and to cut your marketing time in half. Those that have followed this formula now spend about less than an hour a week creating their episodes that become the source of all the other content in their business. So it has saved them so much time in their marketing efforts. So doors to the formula are only open for another 48 hours. And that's if you're listening to this episode at the time that this episode drops. So doors to the formula close on February 2nd at midnight Pacific. So if you are curious about this, about how a podcast might be able to help you save some time on your marketing, position you as an expert in your industry, and generate a steady stream of leads and sales to your business without you having to do a whole lot of work for it, and without expensive ad campaigns or dancing on Instagram reels, then you need to go to systemsmadesimple.co slash launchmypodcast. You can get all of the details there. And if you are listening to this episode after the fact, if it's after February 2nd, don't worry, I've got you. You can still go to that same link and get on the wait list to be notified when the doors open again. And when you get on the wait list, I will also send you my free guide, five things you need to know before launching a podcast of your own. So you can find out if you're really ready to start one, if a podcast is really the right fit for your business. So next week, now here's something crazy. Did you know that the tones in your voice can either attract or repel your ideal clients? Yeah, despite popular opinion, what you say isn't nearly as important as how you're saying it. So next week on the show, we have actually one of my podcast coaches who is a vocal expert joining us who's going to help you use your voice to attract your ideal clients and make sure that there aren't any unconscious patterns affecting how other people are receiving your message. Think about the impact this can have. Anytime you open your mouth to speak in your business, whether it's on an Instagram story, a live video, a podcast interview, your own podcast, webinars, live launches, sales calls, anytime you open your mouth to speak, the tones in your voice, without you knowing it, might be keeping you from getting more clients. And so next week on this episode, we are going to unpack why this is so that you can unlock a whole new level of visibility like you've never experienced before. That's all coming up next week. Until then, go live your effortless life. As you might have heard me mention inside this episode, if you want to join me for our next live workshop where I'm going to show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. 